Welcome to the Digital Woman Power Podcast with me, Rita Faramey, the Editor-in-Chief of Rich Woman Digital Magazine. My guest today is Hani Shlem. She is the co-founder of Best Events Product. Let me just read her bio before we start the questions and before I welcome her. So Hani Shlem is the co-founder of Best Events Productions, an agency that produces tech trade shows such as the Global Drone Conference and Hackathon 2019 and 2020. With trade shows put on hold during the pandemic, she and her business partner created a new brand called Antas Solutions to help businesses go online using social commerce in Malaysia. Antas Solutions is now creating a new digital community for business owners to learn about bringing their businesses online by attending free FB Live sessions in a private Facebook group, which will be opened up on the 28th of August, 2021, which is today. So Hanish is also the host of the Malaysia Entrepreneurs Network and the communications director of the Malaysian Autonomous Intelligence and Robotics Association. Hi, Hanis. Welcome to the Digital Woman Power on Rich Woman Magazine Club. Thank you so much for having me. Are you there? Yes, I am. Great. Okay. Please introduce yourself, Hanish. Ah, oh, you've done a great introduction. <laughs> I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Great, great. Shall we start with the questions? Sure. Okay, awesome. So, um, Hanish. Looking at your uh, profile and you know what you have done there in Malaysia, how did you come about in developing digital community for e-commerce and startups in Malaysia? Can you please uh, share a little bit on that? Okay, thanks for the question. As trade shows have been put on hold and we actually had our last ray in March last year, just before the lockdowns. And then we didn't know how long this was going to take, how long we were going to be locked in our own homes is the first time in our lives facing such a such environment and we just mm-hmm. didn't know what to expect sarah and myself we are, we are partners at best friends productions we were thinking okay we have been actually working really hard on the drone conference let's just take maybe two months while we have to work from home to see what else we can do and we were thinking okay let's perhaps look at virtual events which we tried and they're okay but not as not as interactive as physical events and then we were looking around us at other businesses because after one month after two months then the third when we entered the third month we started to feel the the danger of not being able to do to do business and we know that, yes, the tourism industry and the events industry are really hard hit. So what can we do? So we looked into what our skill sets were. We looked at our community and the businesses that we worked with. And then we saw that we weren't the only ones who were having a bit of trouble to actually go on. We had no qualms about it. We were very willing to, to do what it takes to go online, but not everybody had the capacity to do, especially those who are micro businesses. They're used to, to just doing business up on the streets or in bazaars or in malls and things like that. And so we decided, okay, maybe we should study the market more. What was the gap that need to be filled? And we took about, we took a few months actually. We studied the market and we saw that 
there was a, a gap. People were ready to go digital in terms of selling on Facebook, WhatsApp. These are smaller businesses, yeah. easy to um, handle, right? All these maybe small orders and things like that. But what about the bigger brands? How are they mm-hmm. going to operate if they're not? If malls are supposed to be closed, if hotels are not supposed to be operating at all? And then we decided, okay, let's go into social commerce. So social commerce for me at that time, we discovered it in about last quarter of 2020. And then we mm-hmm. just deep dived into that. So hopefully with what we've learned, we're able to actually teach small businesses, big businesses to embrace e-commerce, social commerce, and go online fully. Wow, amazing. That is really amazing what that what you guys are doing there in Malaysia. And you're really empowering these small, med- small businesses as well as um, large businesses to really go digital. So that's really a good thing that you are doing. And do you remember a time in your life uh, you're afraid of going into the digital space you are in today? Actually, no. I have, I've always been, I've always liked art. I've always liked technology. And I think they work hand in hand. And I think I've always been drawn to technology and innovations and science and things like that. I'm not very clever, like in chemistry or biology or physics, but the general sense of technology, like a consumer. And then also as, as an industrial user, how businesses can do away with too much paperwork, how businesses can automate their processes. And I see a little bit of progress, but mm-hmm. I think like banks and government agencies, it, they, we still have to go to the office. We still need to make an appointment to meet the right officer. And the officer will still bring us to another officer. And we have to fill in so many forms, even though they might actually say fill up a form online. When you go to the actual office, you still have to fill up another form. So they, there's, this, there's this gap. They don't know how to bridge that gap of having... But where to do away completely with forms, physical forms, and just to go online properly. But I think it's we've been talking about the digital space, digitalization for more than three years now, maybe three, five, five, five more than five years even. But the process of the process of actually embracing it in your own organization does take a bit of time. There's a lot of training involved and things like that. Yeah, yeah. What inspired you and led you to decide that? Now is the time to change your digital story because uh, you mentioned you started off already liking digital. The digital story changed when you basically and your partner developed this this new uh, social commerce or e-commerce platform. Yeah. Yeah. It, for us, it was a real change, a big change, actually. What inspired was we actually looked at what other markets were doing and how they were growing despite some industries collapsing so e-commerce boom and we were seeing that we don't have to we don't have to limit ourselves to just clothing and shoes online and digital products electronic products family goods and all that a lot of other things can go online it's just how are you supposed to change in the eyes of the consumers to be comfortable with them buying your products online without touching and feeling so we were actually inspired to take up this challenge and to educate um, those who were not sure how to do it. Yes, yeah. So um, talking about digital transformation, 
What is your personal insight? Definitely, there has been some progress. Hardware infrastructures, work processes have been periodically being updated within organizations. The other thing, maybe the difficult part is to actually integrate fragmented and possibly makeshift digitalization efforts to actually make them comfortable with the fact that is this is not a short-term thing, but a permanent thing, something that they need to do, whether they like it or not. So the efforts of actually putting tools together and making tasks extra clear so that teams can understand how they can work together to make this happen or things to happen more effectively, more efficiently. Also, maybe because there are a lot of people talking about it, digital transformation, AI, IoT, IR 4.0, but some it's just but yeah. a lot of big words have been thrown around, but maybe some people don't really get it still. What it is really, it's about trying to make the layman understand that this is just a phase that we are going through and to actually possibly even have to handhold them to go through the various steps and making the guidelines really clear for different yeah. departments to know how they integrate with each other, that they need to actually put time in to, to train their staff, not just the, the people in the front line, but also the top management. Because if you don't have the adoption from the top, it's quite impossible for those at the bottom or at the, fl- the front line to, to adopt such a change. That's so. True. Yeah, so in, in the personal aspect, we have been pushing retailers to explore mm-hmm. digitalizing their products so through social commerce. And it's been easier to actually speak to smaller businesses because they are able to understand the concept. They're able to move faster than the bigger players. Yeah. And so our projects have always been about educating first before selling. So that's what we have been spending a lot of time on really the past year actually to to encourage the bigger retailers accept that this is the new way of doing business. You need to to really get down Mm -hmm. to the ground. You need to entertain. It's not just selling your product and expecting customers to just go to an online store to buy because not everybody is savvy as well to go online to buy. The young ones maybe, but even the older people, they are more, maybe they're more familiar with like TV shopping. So how do you miss so that's easy enough for them to buy online with mm-hmm. a host, um, with maybe a call-in a call in number, if you don't have a call-in number, something that's integrated within your website so that ordering through your website is so easy. Just one click and it one click, two clicks and you're out. You don't have to spend a lot of time looking for the product, um, looking for the price. Everything is very clear cut. So yeah, that's basically my personal experience. It's more educating, educating. That's right. There is a great conversation around women exploring male-dominated industries. What is your insight on this? So I've been doing some reading. And Mm -hmm. actually, I was quite pleasantly surprised to find out in uh, 2018 and 2020, there were women who actually um, uh, won the Nobel Prize in physics. And actually, yeah, so it's like cool stuff. So like in 2018, it was Donna Strick. She actually found an invention in the field of laser physics and also generating Mm -hmm. high-intensity ultra-short optical pulses. And in 2020, Andrea Reyes, she actually discovered the supermassive compact object at the center of our galaxy. Whoa! So that was pretty cool to learn that 
a woman won the Nobel Prize in physics for the first time in 55 years. But Amazing. we do see there is uh, a lot of uh, women are still being underrepresented in a lot of fields, like research labs and, and corporate boardrooms and even the cabinet, if, if you want to talk about co- politics, right? I don't want to go there, but you can yes. see there's a, lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of inequality and this actually leads to women themselves questioning their own abilities because they feel that they're not good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I would actually encourage women to, if they feel that they really want to go into industries that that they are very interested in they're very passionate about despite having more males being being present there or leading and all that um maybe they should just waste instead of wasting brain power on negative thoughts or trying to make sense out of it just to to get away from the imposter syndrome something some of us are learning about as well and not letting mm-hmm. failures make them give up on their dreams also in terms of employer support i think women can connect with female mentors who have been in the industry for a long time who are doing relatively well so that they know the struggle that to expect and how to overcome them and perhaps also having male mentors to be allies so that the male mentors they can pave the way to make it easier for women to do their job rather than the women having to waste her energy fighting stereotypes and and things that take her energy away from her job. Yes. That's awesome. Awesome answer. Very powerful. Do you believe that women have a future in the digital space? And if if so, what is the limitation or barrier for women to embrace technology? Actually, yeah, definitely. There's so much future and, and it's already happening now. I mm-hmm. see because I run, um, I've been running a few workshops this past year and I realized that a lot of women willingly and happily sign up for classes to update on their skills, to ensure that they know what's happening, how to use social media, how to open up a store, how to brand themselves and things like that. And everything now is on online. We cannot have physical classes. So they're also learning how to use Zoom. They're learning how to use the camera, how to use their phones to to make videos. So it's really cool to see that women are really going all out to learn. And the barriers that they may face could be their own family members, perhaps, or their own, all the communities that they are in. So that is actually a, a real setback. And it's something that we cannot do much about, unfortunately. So we just hope that they are able to on their own through sources that they possibly can find online, you know, free sources without having to go anywhere else. But usually I think women who are in these communities, they themselves, the communities themselves could be a bit limited in resources in terms of maybe internet connection, transportation, even electricity, water. We don't know. It goes back down to the basics again. Yeah. And I guess as a, another thing would be Maybe for those who have the opportunity to be involved, to, to actually be connected to these resources, they should be more, they should be invited to be part of um, the design, the development, the production and governance of more digital technology so that their input is taken seriously. That I don't know whether you read mm-hmm. something about the roller wheel, the back, the roller bag, the luggage bag that we carry with wheels. Yeah. This was yeah. actually invented by a woman years before. 
And I think it was in the early 1900s. And it was always like, mm. poof, poof, pa, the men like would go, oh, you don't need this kind of thing. We can just carry the bags for you. Why do you need such a, an invention? But they didn't realize that women are always trying to do things a bit easier. Only recently when men realized that it's so much easier to just roll the bag rather than carry it, was it in reinvented again. Women should be hurt more <laughs> for our inventions. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's a good, um, that's a good example, Ahanish. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And what drives you to change the status quo? I, I don't. On my own, I cannot, for sure. But I do work yeah. with a few organizations that help me do what I need, what I can do. So I work with, like, for example, recently with the, with the workshops about e-commerce and Facebook Live, social commerce. I work with this agency called, this organization called TechSprint Academy. They're Malaysian. And they, okay. work up with, they work with Google Malaysia and they work with the Asia Foundation to actually provide uh, free and subsidized programs delivered by industry practitioners. And these participants are usually um, women who possibly want to go back into their uh, jobs because they, they put it on hold for some time or they could have been laid off because of the, you know, the climate. The economic climate is not very, not very good here and they want to reskill. So... These part participants are actually supported by mentors. Even myself, I'm a mentor for, for a few programs. So we, wow. we transition them from, from knowledge to actually doing something. So we don't want to just share knowledge and then expect them to do things automatically. We tell them the pr practical steps of doing so. And it's not a one-off thing. It's more like a long-term thing. Yeah, that's really amazing that what you are doing there, helping a lot of people empowering people to use and embrace technology in a way. So that's really um, amazing. And another question I'd like to ask you, what are the changes in your life since embracing your passion for digital community? I feel that I am give, I'm happy because I think I am making a little difference in even one person. I, I don't know. I don't have the big dreams of actually owning like an Amazon or a Google Malaysia, a Google Google company or something like that. I know there are startups who that, that's their dream. You know, they, they, want to, they want to be as big as Amazon, they want to be as big as Alibaba and all that. I think my dream is more practical and more realistic in terms of where and what I can do. So in terms of changes, I don't know actually, not too much change is more about more about allocating time for my work, my actual professional work, and also mm -hmm. making time to give back through classes, to give back through mentoring sessions, and talking to people like you to be able to reach more people. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really awesome. And I think what you are doing is really helping others and not uh, a lot are doing this and um, you're doing it from your heart. And I think that's what matters. Hanish, from the first time I met you, that's the kind of woman you are wanting to help others embracing the digital and also building the community that's, that's in the digital space. So that's really awesome. And my last but not least question, what is your advice for women who want to enter a digital business? Just do it. 
<laughs> I'll follow Nike's advice. I, I think <laughs> the, the only thing that is holding us, regardless whether you're a woman or a man, to do what you want to do is really yourself. How much you are willing to be uncomfortable because yeah. you are learning something new. I'm learning something new every day, actually. New developments in the digital world happens every day. So sometimes mm-hmm. it can be overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I think we, we need time to actually sit back as well and just let things just settle in, understand why we're doing what we're doing, find a purpose on, find a, find a purpose in your business, find a purpose in your life and trying to just balance things out. I think a lot of us are being challenged in these times and it can be very demotivating. I've actually had, I've actually spoken to someone pretty close to me. We've known each other for more than 20 years. She's a bit older than me, but, and she wants to embrace that technology. She wants to be there in front of her audience, but she is finding it difficult because the because of I think she is used to to doing things a certain way and sometimes we cannot just stick to what we are used to and what we're comfortable with and we really just need to just step away and see what is happening around us and how we can actually make best out of it what what do people really need how can we feel that need what skills do we have to fill that need? So the advice for women, I think, who, who want to enter whatever business, it doesn't just have to be a digital business, is more about knowing yourself first, what you're good at, what are your weaknesses so that you can actually strengthen your weaknesses and find a community of people to support you so that you're not alone or don't feel alone and, and join podcasts like this <laughs> yes. so that... They're always knowledgeable of what's happening out there and applying it to their business. True. That's very great advice. Uh, very brilliant set. So powerful. Hanish, I can go on and on, but you know, <laughs> you are a really great speaker and I'm just so happy to have you here with us. Before you go, where can our listeners find you? Okay, I can be found on LinkedIn as Hanis Lam, which is H-A-N-I-Z-L-A-M. Okay. So that's Hanis Lam, that's on LinkedIn. I can also be found on Instagram as just Hanis. So that's just underscore Hanis. So these are my two main platforms. I'm still trying to experience, uh, still trying to test out TikTok. It's something very new. Yeah, I won't encourage you to check out my TikTok yet until I'm like fully ready. Right. How about on Clubhouse? Oh, You're definitely. Clubhouse. Definitely. That's how my friend found you. So Clubhouse. Yeah. yeah. So Clubhouse, definitely another new platform that I was lucky to be able to be on because Android was off for a long time. So, yes. yeah. So on I'm now that Android has Clubhouse, definitely I've been there for about two months, I think. Yeah, awesome. That's how we uh, finally met each other. I'm, I'm very grateful that uh, you are here with us today. And Hanish, after the Zoom meeting, we come back to the stage, the Rich Woman Magazine Club on Clubhouse. 
we have, yeah, please uh, join us there. We will have questions and answers uh, session with you, with the uh, people on stage. Uh, do join us after this. And I, I really want to thank you so much, Hani Slam, for being my guest on the Digital Women Power podcast today. Oh, and, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you. And uh, very grateful to all of our listeners. Um, if you enjoy this conversation, I would love to invite you to share and also listen to uh, my colleagues' podcast at richwoman.co and follow us on Clubhouse at Rich Woman Magazine Club. Also, join my Top Tech Leaders Club, where together with the expert speakers, we help the global citizens and parents to acknowledge how technology is currently transforming our daily lives, lifestyles by highlighting issues faced in digital age and also providing solutions to embrace and adapt to the use of technology and digital. This episode is sponsored by MTN Press. MTN Press is the publishing house behind niche publications like Rich Human, Sovereign and the Quantum of Light magazines, all British brands with a global reach. They deliver the good news straight to the desk of decision makers, the CEOs, presidents, CFOs, consultants, investors, influencers, bankers, PR agencies, heads of global operations to name just a few. They also offer specialized support through a range of bespoke services, tools, and systems to help publishers like you grow both their presence and business. Whether you are running a blog, a niche magazine, or thinking to start one, their expert knowledge in the world of publishing can give you the tools and the expertise and the confidence you need to succeed. Check them out at mtnpress.co.uk or follow the link in the episode description.